0: in it on this second Sunday, uh, sorry, this third Sunday in the month of November. Uh, we look forward to worshiping our God and be thankful for how good He is to us, uh, as we celebrate the season of giving thanks. Uh, let us prepare to worship with one another and, and bless one another, and encourage and fellowship with one another a little something like this.
1: Go ahead and greet
0: somebody, Go
1: ahead and greet somebody. I ka tiku 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 Hey, man, Amen. Let's continue worship our God. Thank you.
2: and into his gift with thanksgiving, to his course with praise. Give thanks unto him and praise his holy name. Amen. Amen. Let's have opening word of prayer. Father God, we just come thanking you, Lord. Thanking you, Lord, for another day, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord, for blessing us and keeping us and protecting us, Lord, from dangers we can see and dangers we cannot see. Heavenly Father. Father, for it's by your grace and your mercy that we are here, Heavenly Father. Father. And we thank you for that, Heavenly Father. Father, we invite you into our midst right now, Lord. Lord, please come into our hearts and our minds and our spirits, Heavenly Father. For we have come into this place to worship your name, Heavenly Father. We have come into this place to give you praise, glory, and honor, Lord. For the words says, let everything that have breath praise the Lord. Lord, we got breath, so we are going to praise you today, Heavenly Father. Father, we thank you, we praise you, we magnify you, in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that we pray, amen. amen. The scripture reading will come from Psalm 1, Psalm 1, I'll be reading from the New Living Translation, Psalm 1, all right, the first Psalm, <laughs> if you're able to stand in mind of God's word, you may do so. And it reads, Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked, or stand around with sinners, or join in with mockers. But they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. They are like trees planted along the river bank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they do. But not like, but not the wicked. They are like worthless chaff, scattered by the wind. They will be condemned at the time of judgment. Sinners will have no place among the godly. For the Lord watches over the path of the godly, but the path of the wicked leads to destruction. Amen. Amen.
1: I'm uh-huh. Gracias.
0: Trust in our God. Let us pray, Lord. We thank you, God, that you are our hope. You are our strength. You are the everlasting God all by yourself. Father, speak now through this vessel to preach your word to your people. May we have your word hidden in our heart that we might not sin against you. And that, Lord, that we might see Jesus walk in relationship and fellowship with you. Remove, O oh God, what is not of You, and fill us up, Lord, with more of You. Help us, O oh God, through the guidance of Your Spirit, Your grace, and Your mercy. In Jesus' great name, Lord, we pray. Amen. Amen. As we continue walking through the song, we're in this first number of song. This first number of song. We're going to talk about a sort of like an introductory, if you will, or a forward to the book of Psalms. This psalm, we're going to talk about the desire to, for you to desire the word of the Lord. And from you design the word of the Lord, you will be happy. Happiness and contentment comes from serving the Lord. I want you to think of the things that make you happy in your life. And think about how often you get a chance to do these things. Think about some of the things you might be thinking about. You may not have as much time as you would like to do those things that make you happy. But what if I told you there's some things that you can do daily in your life that will make you happy? What if I told you just obeying the Lord's word will make you happy daily? Would that surprise you or would it remind you? Oh, yeah. Obeying God is good. Sometimes the constant movement and the hustle and bustle of life have us looking up for big splashes to stand out. That makes our life feel better because of the big thing that has happened. But we miss the finer details in life that holds everything together. It is sort of like. I can equate it to rushing to get in the car as I do oftentimes with my children to get in, to get somewhere. And I drive off and then I ask, Do you have your seatbelts on? That was a minor detail overlooked. I got them in the car, but overlooked the minor detail. Now I gotta pull over to secure that they all are uh, fastened in their seats and secure that I can drive now with a happy heart, knowing that my children are saying I'm talking to somebody here. That sometimes we just need to look at the minor details of being obedient and taking care. That we find out I'm all right now. I can rest in being obedient. It's the finer things in life, the small things in life that help make the big picture the best. Being kind, being patient, being loving, being good, being faithful, being gentle, showing self-control, highlighting the fruit of the spirit. Daily doing those things can help you be happy. When you are obeying God, you are reflecting who he is in your life. You feel good when you do good. Deuteronomy thirty three twenty nine, the law says, How blessed you are, O Israel, who else is like you? A people saved by the Lord. He is your protecting shield and your triumphant sword. Your enemies will cringe before you and you will stomp on their backs. That, that, that's in Deuteronomy. And I'm highlighting this because as we're about to look at this Psalm, uh, this Psalm points back to how we ought to spend some time in the Word of God. We are blessed that we have it all compiled now in the Bible that now many of us don't have to walk around. I know back in the days, right, everybody had their traveling case, you know, for their Bible to go in and out to Sunday school. And, and Bible study. now, I say, open up your Bible, so you, pull out their devices. I got it all right here. And we are blessed now that we can always have access to the word of God to remind us and to encourage us how we are to live in obedience according to his will. This first psalm, I said again, is sort of like a forward. It's sort of like an introduction to prepare you for what follows. This psalm is to encourage the people of God to be obedient to the Lord, their God, and to serve Him with integrity and holiness and righteousness. And then there's a blessing. There's a a, a way of saying that because you do this, God will bless your endeavors. And this psalm is divided into two strophes. It's not a big long psalm. It's a short psalm. Verses 1 through 3 and verses 4 through 6 are the division. And you'll see how in this division it shows us what the righteous are and who the wicked are. My question is, can you find yourself in this song? Let us draw our attention. New Living Translation, Word of God reads, Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked, or stand around with sinners, or join in with mockers. But they delight in the law of the Lord meditating on it day and night. They are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they do. But not the wicked. They are like worthless shad, scattered by the wind. They will be condemned at the time of judgment. Sinners will have no place among the godly. For the Lord watches over the path of the godly, but the path of the wicked leads to destruction. My question for you to first to think about, are you happy? Happiness can come from obeying the word of the Lord. What does one that's happy look like? Well, it, the psalm tells you what they don't look like. It says they don't look like the one standing with the sinners. Y'all, y'all see that there in the text? It says, blessed is, or happy is, or joyous is the one who do not follow the advice or the counsel of the wicked. Uh, you you need to make sure that you are around people that give you godly advice, advice that's going to edify and build you up. Sometimes in life, it's easy for us to get around people and, and to start talking about somebody. We start talking about them, and next thing you know, we, we're talking about, as we're informing, and the next thing we know, it turns into gossip. Then it turns into slander. And then you start spilling bad. at me, I need to stop talking. <laughs> because there's nothing good coming out of this conversation. It's the kind of conversation that somebody came by and said, I heard you were talking about, but you would feel the same and say, you right? I, I, I wouldn't say anything good. But when we are around the wicked, it seems like everything just seems to be tainted a little bit. But notice how the Bible says that the happy ones are not with them. Mm, mm, mm. So if I'm happy, then I'm not going to be spending some time with those that got bad advice. Nor will I stand around, y'all see that there, with the sin. Notice the descriptions here. We got the wicked. New Living have, we have the wicked, we have the sinners, and the mockers. Or sometimes they have the wicked, there's a scornful, and, 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 and the unjust. And so when we're looking at who we are being around, they are not measuring to the standard of God. We live in a time now that people want to move standards of what is right and what is wrong. Yes, everybody has different moral values. Everybody has different family values. That's good. That's great. That's fine. But the Bible has its value. And when we look at what God is calling us to do, then we need to make sure does that line up with the word of God? Does it make me happy and does it make God happy? Because God is not happy. Showing up. What got on him? See, the one who is happy is not standing with the sinners. Sinners are living in offense towards God. They're not seeking what is righteous. They're not seeking what is good. And, and to stand with them means to be in agreement with them. We, we have people, that's how we use that terminology. They say, will you stand with me? Right? Will you stand with me in honor against this or in honor of this? So when we're standing with someone, it's a sign of an approval, a sign of affirmation that I am for. That's why sometimes when we're standing next to somebody, we like, I'm not with them, I'll stand back. We let everybody know to associate that I'm not with them, so I'm gonna move away from this crowd. I'm not going to be standing there. Matter of fact, we learned that as children, many of us heard our parents say that birds of a feather flock together. And so don't stand with the wicked. Don't stand with those scoundrels. Don't get caught up with that mess. It's easy for you to get caught up when I see you in the group. But if you're not in the group, it's easy for me to say, oh, they're not with them. But to get everybody else. We need to understand that if I want to be happy, I want to be happy by myself not be with the wicked. Y'all don't hear me? So don't stand with the sinner. Then it goes on to say the happy one also does not join with the mockers. Uh, the mockers are scoffers. They're the scornful. They're all about everything that's profane, that's skeptical, that's atheist. They doubt everything. They don't believe in anything. Oh, God can't do it. God won't work it out. Why do you believe in God? I remember when I was sharing Christ with somebody on college campus one time, and I shared it with them because they tried to tell me how my Bible wasn't real and God is not real. And I shared it with them. I said, well, if you believe everything that you believe, and I believe everything that I believe, tell me how am I wrong? And he looked at me with a puzzled face and said, how's it wrong for me to love my neighbor? How's it wrong for me to do unto those I them do unto me? How's it wrong for me to care for the poor and, and love the sick and forgive those who harm and hurt me? And he looked at me and says, well, all these things are good because my God is good. And so I'm going to do what I am told to do by the word of God. And I get caught up because you doubt it, because you don't believe it, that it does not change how I shall live. I'm going to talk with somebody here. So so you we, you want to be happy. Happy are you blessed? Are you that's what the words talk about? Happy you are from doing what is good. Anybody been there before? You're doing something, you had a smile on your face? Just because you're doing what you enjoy, doing what just to take some time in your life and realize am I doing what God called me to do? You don't have to do anything, but if you can be kind, be kind. <laughs> when you can be kind to somebody, you can hold the door with somebody, we can be a blessing to somebody. You can put a smile not only on your face on the face that you're serving. And then after that, you can look up and say, thank you, God, for giving me the opportunity to be a blessing to somebody. I'm talking to somebody here. Because when you are happy about doing the word of the Lord, you want to make sure that you're still on track. Verse 2 goes on and says, but his his desire, her desire, see, the one that is happy desires one thing. To meditate on the law of the Lord. That's why I read Deuteronomy. That's the law, that's in the law. So when they meditate, they read through and to read out loud is to hear the words back to you. Sometimes we need to talk to ourselves. Y'all hear me. I I I want you to talk to yourself by reading the word out to yourself. You can preach to yourself. Anybody been there before? You read the scripture out loud, all of a sudden you say, Amen. (laughs) You you realize that it says something to you because you read it on paper, when you read it out loud, you said Amen. Because there's power in hearing the word, God has made us sensible beings that we like to hear things. Anybody here like music? But you don't read the music, do you? You listen to it, put it on, let me hear it. Turn the speakers up. We, we want to hear it. You can read the lyrics, but when you hear it, it makes it feel different. Read the word out loud. You need to have an appointment day and night. Y'all see that there in the text? Says that the, the, of the Lord the message on the Lord day and night. When you meditate on God's word, you know what also happens? You pray. Prayer is always coupled with scripture. Uh, you, you you don't open up the word of God without talking to God. God help me to understand this great mystery you're about to unfold before us. Help me to understand what is it that you are saying. Spend some time in and and try to find out, Lord, who are these people you are talking about? Do I know them? Are they like me? Spend some time in prayer. When we are doing what God wants us to do, it shows us how we can obey Him. See, the Word teaches us how we ought to obey Him. The Word teaches us how to please Him. That, that, the same Word, uh, of desiring of God's word makes us happy is also emphasized when Samuel has to correct Saul. First Samuel 15, 22 says, but Samuel replied, What is more pleasing? What makes God happy? You burn offerings and sacrifices or your obedience to, to his voice? Listen, obedience is better than sacrifice. And submission is better than offering the fat of rings Samuel is asking Saul, what makes God happy? What is pleasing to the Lord? Saul, no, he messed up. So he says, I I know the law says make sacrifice, so I'm going to make sacrifice to make up for my blunder, for my mistakes. But Samuel is letting Saul know, uh, you did this because you were in wrong. But if you were just waiting. See, now... I'm not going to preach this whole text, but let me help you out a little bit. See, Saul is like us. Samuel took his time showing up. (laughs) Saul said, well, since he's taking some time, maybe I can step on in and go ahead and do it my way. I want to encourage you that the word of God tells you to wait on the Lord. And so when you wait on the Lord, you understand as long as I'm waiting, I know he's coming. (laughs) And since I know that he's coming, I'm going to wait. And here it is that we're finding out what makes God happy just simply obey Him, even when we don't understand. Even when we're trying to figure out, we can just obey Him and realize, Lord, I'm going to trust and obey. For there is no other way. I'm I'm going to believe in You, God. Though I see the storms are raising, the the river is rising, my boat is rocking, but You said we're going to make it to the other side. Where well, I'm going to wait. And trust on you, y'all don't hear me. But you see, when we understand that when we are in the boat like the disciples and we can wake the master up, and then we can question the master, does he care for us? (laughs) And then he can say, peace, be still. See, when we understand that God is going to not lead us astray, but he's going to get us there. But if we need some help, he's a present help. In a time of struggle, the Lord shows his delight in our obedience. It it shows us that he loves obedience. Matter of fact, Isaiah 53, when it talks about the suffering servant, uh, says that it was the Lord's good plan to crush him and cause him grief. Yet when his life is made an offering of sin, he will have many descendants and he will enjoy a long life and the Lord's plan will be prosper in his hands. You see, they're saying that he has joy from his obedience, has longevity. Look, look again at verse 2. What does it say in Psalm 1, verse 2? It says, But the delight of the Lord meditate on it day and night, then it has a comparison. It is like a tree planted by the rivers or planted by the water. That since it's by the water, it has good sustenance, that it has fruit in due season or In its season or in every season. What I want to highlight is that it always has fruit. Mm, mm, mm. See, God wants you to have fruit in your life. He wants you to be productive in your life. You are productive when you are obeying his word. You will see the fruit of your labor as you're trusting in him. Matter of fact, that's what Jesus was teaching on the night he was betrayed when he goes into the garden and teaches them. One of the teachers he taught them was, I am the vine and you are the branches. Apart from me, you cannot do anything. But he says, if you remain in me and I in you, you will produce much fruit. From apart from me, you can do nothing. It's John 15 and five that we are like a tree planted by the water that that will have its fruit and do season. Then the condition of the tree is said that the leaf never withers. That is impactful right there. Because the tree will not wither means that it always has life. <laughs> and Jesus says that if you believe in me, though you die, yet you shall live. <laughs> because I am the way, the truth, and the life. So when I'm trusting in Jesus, though I may be hurt and slayed and beaten down here on this side of the earth, I know over in glory that I will be made brand new. But also now I've been promised by the Holy Spirit that I got something on the inside. I'm going to talk to somebody here that can't be hurt, that can't be beaten, that can't be broken down, that always has life because we got a living God. You will see your fruit in. See, somebody about having fruit in season means this, that you got to work until that season comes. Many of us have become frustrated because we're not seeing the fruit from our layers. Uh, you might be sitting next to somebody who's frustrated, and, and you feeling frustrated. So y'all can minister to each other. Tell, you, tell your neighbor, tell them, just wait. <laughs> your season is coming. <laughs> tell them, just wait. Your season is coming. What does that mean? It means that the time of your production is going to come. Why? Because God says so. But I don't know when it's going to be. It, it may be next week. It may be next year. It may be some years from now. But guess what? It's coming. <laughs> the Bible says that when you do His work, you're going to see the fruit of your labor. Here's, here's the beautiful thing about this text that is telling us is that God is always moving at his time. All we got to do is what he called us to do. He wants us to be obedient according to his will. When we're doing his will, he will give us the strength to endure what we're going through. That's why the tree is planted by the water. You know, if you ever go by the river where you see trees, you can see how far those roots can go. They go deep down in the water. You can see how they are secure because they don't sink into the water. You see other stuff falling into the water, but those trees, are like, I'm still here. (laughs) That soil runs off. (laughs) Grass runs off. People run off. (laughs) But that tree is like, I'm still here. Matter of fact, we find out how the tree is still there. We see people tie things against those trees and swing on the trees to go in too. the water. I'm talking to somebody here. Because the tree is still there. And we can trust on the tree to get us to him. Them, them, I'm trying to help you out to understand that when God got you planted by the walk, you shall not be moved. <laughs> but you can just stand on the promise of the Lord. That, that's why we sing that spiritual ride like a tree saying about, I shall not be moved. When you can stand on Christ the solid rock, you shall not be moved. When you're standing on the promise of the Lord, you shall not be moved. Just understand, I'm waiting for my fruit to come. I see the leaves are still green, so that means I'm still fruitful. I'm still able to produce, so I don't see it now, but I know in my season. I'll have a few more witnesses here. That God is going to bless me just because I'm being obedient. Now, now, now I want to encourage you. I, I'm not saying you're going to have a house full of gold. And you're going to have cars to drive around. You can choose for one day a week. No. I said if you just do the little things. Just being kind. Being gentle. Being loving. Think about how you'd be happy to walk outside your house knowing that you won't get mugged today because everybody's loving their neighbor. you
1: don't hear
0: you ain't got to worry about that I lock my house up and somebody going to break in when you live living with a neighbor that's looking out for you, that's loving for you, that's caring for you. We're living in a world where you don't have somebody talk down on you because of the color of your skin. Lord have mercy. See, see, when we walk with the Lord, we reflect his attitude. We reflect his love. But notice how it shifts in verse 4. But not the wicked. New Living Translation says that they are like worthless shafts scattered by the wind. I want to highlight and encourage you to understand that in the real original translation, it does not say worthless shaft. It just says shaft. But they understand it's worthless. (laughs) The shaft means nothing to them. What it's saying is that when they would separate the wheat from the shaft, they would winnow, they would throw the wheat up in the air and the seed was heavy enough that it could fall back down, but the shaft had no weight to it, that it would blow away. And and basically when it's blown away, it means it is not remembered. It is not retained. It does not remain. Y'all, y'all see what the text is getting at here? So it's saying that when you are weight, when you are heavy, when you have the word in you, that you can... Fall back down and not be blown away. You shall not be moved. But the wicked have no weight in them. They think they big. They think they bad. But they're going to find out that they're not bigger than our God. And the wicked are easily defeated. They are not rooted. They are not grounded. They have no connection whatsoever. But they that abide in the Lord, he says he shall abide in them. The wicked cannot stand when the winds blow. The wicked cannot stand in the presence of God. Matter of fact, that's what the text says, that God will condemn them in the judgment. Sinners will have no place among the godly. Can I circle back to verse 4, what it's saying again? It's saying that God will separate the wicked from the righteous. You will fall back in the place I have you to be, but I will remove those things. Anybody here need God to remove some things in your life? Because, Lord, I'm trying to live right for you, but evil is always around. <laughs> Lord, take my hands, take my eyes, take my mouth, and clean me up, oh, Lord, from the end, side out. Blow those things away, and may everything that's of you come back in me. They will not stand. They will be removed. Look, look, continuing on to verse 5, it says, they will be condemned at the time of judgment. Sinners will have no place among the godly. Verse 6 goes on to say, for the Lord watches over the path of the godly, but the path of the wicked leads to destruction. Can you see the contrast again? The happy ones do not get ungodly counsel. Do not sit with for the scornful or walk with the mockers. They delight on the word of the Lord. How long? Day and night. Again, the word of God is always coupled with prayer. And their desire is to please God. And God knows their desire to please him. And that must make them happy. So therefore, God says, I will bless you. It says everything. Y'all see that there, everything you do will prosper My God. Meaning meaning that when I love somebody that's not loving me back, it's going to prosper. Y'all don't hear me? You see, see, we, we want people to love and change in front of us. But they may not change in front of us. But yet your love is going to be with them even when you're not there. They're going to be remembering like, I was mean to that person, but they were showing up nice to me. <laughs> you, you, you understand how when we do what God calls us to, that's what lasts. But the wicked, he says, shall not the parents. He, he knows the way of the righteous. Matter of fact, when Jesus teaches about the sheep and the goat, he talks about how he separates the sheep from the goats. He understand that when Christ comes to judge, he's going to separate the righteous from the wicked. See, you won't be happy when he shows up. The wicked will not be happy when he shows up. For they cannot stand in his presence. The Lord watches over the righteous. Psalm 37. Again, remember, let me backtrack. Remember, I said Psalm 1 serves like an interlude, serves like a forward, like a blessing of what's going to come. So look what Psalms 37, 23 and 24 says. The Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. Though they stumble, they will never fall, for the Lord holds them by the hand. Uh, you can see that's echoed again right there in Psalm one. That that short little psalm has a lot of echoes throughout all the other books about how God orders the steps of the righteous. And how God blesses those who keep his commandments. And we've seen here that how Jesus teaches us the same way in Matthew the seventh chapter, verse thirteen, it says, For the for the broad is a gate and, and narrow is the path, and, and you want to go down the narrow path to enter God's kingdom through the narrow gate. We understand that the wicked Wants you to go the popular way, but Christ is not always popular. Sometimes to forgive your neighbor is not popular. Sometimes to turn the other cheek is not popular. But understand, what is popular may not always be right. James says in the first chapter 14 that sin comes from one man's own evil desire, and then when it gives birth, it gives birth to death. You understand that here we see here in the text what's going to happen to the wicked, it leads to destruction. Destruction means l- no life can, can uh, exist. Sir. It means the extinguishing of life, the means to put out, the means to be, the demise, the means to cease to exist. Sir. But yet when we are walking in obedience to God, we find out that all weapons are not conquered. but might and the power of the Lord able to tear down strongholds and bring them into subjection and the obedience of Christ. That's why you ought to walk in godly counsel. You need to stand with the righteous and stand with the godly uh, uh, brothers and sisters in Christ, and forever be in the presence of God. You want to abide in the Lord and stand with Him with an holy attitude. This will lead you to be where God wants you to be, and you'll find out you'll be rooted and grounded, and seeing fruit in your life in what season in due season. But the wicked are not in his presence. They're going to see destruction. They're going to cease from living. If you don't believe me, go and look in Revelation. He says there's a second death. He threw death and sin into the final abyss. That was the second death. I missed something. He also threw in the dragon. (laughs) So everything that was wicked, that was evil, God will remove from his presence. It closes out that now they're in front of the throne. Forever hello and never goodbye. There's no need for no sun or no moon because God and Jesus is the light. I didn't say a light, but the light. I'm still majorized when I found that out because every time I heard about light, there's shadows somewhere. Because that means there's absence of light somewhere. But if God is the light, I imagine there's not going to be any shadow. I'm still trying to figure this out. I don't know how physics works out, but I know what my God said—that He's going to be the light. There won't be no need of anything else. Am I talking to somebody here? That's why I get happy just doing what God has called me to do. I don't need to get caught up about having a fancy car, or living in a, a fancy house. But as long as I know I got King Jesus. Sitting on the throne, I'm gonna walk and obey according to His will. Hey, death is gonna to try to attack me. Death is surely gonna show enough come, but death saw Jesus on the cross. Y'all don't hear me? And death took grip of Jesus, and Jesus freely gave up His ghost. But I'm glad that on that third day morning, He defeated death as He defeated sin. And he got up with all power in his hand. I said all power. By the name of Jesus, everything on earth and below. Confess that he is Lord. I'm so glad that Jesus lifted me. I'm so glad that no matter what you're going through, you just... Trust in his holy name. Everything's going to be all right. I, I know death is going to come. pain is going to come. That's why they whipped him for us. That's why they beat him for us. He, he took on all shame. He took on all pain. He took on all guilt. He-, he knew no sin became our sin. off. That's why we might say glory, hallelujah. Jesus lifted me. You understand that Him, I'm so glad. Jesus lifted me. Satan had me bound. Jesus lifted me. When I was in trouble, Jesus lifted me. When I was a sinner, Jesus lifted me. But the song keeps on saying, I'm so glad. Happy is the one who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, or stands in the seat of the mockers, but on his, his delight, his desire is the law of the Lord. So I want to encourage you. Make the Lord Word your desire. And find how you can have happiness every day of your life. Uh, a common thing they talk to everybody right, is mindfulness and self-care. Do things that make you happy, but sometimes you forget to do the Word of God. Uh, we we, we sign up for our yoga classes. We sign up for our physical fitness. We sign up for all these other things. But did you sign up to spend some time with God? It costs no membership. You got to download no app. You don't have to get a new device. You don't have to order it from any place for it to deliver. It's right where you are. Oh, God have mercy. (laughs) All you got to do is just say, Lord, I need you. (laughs) Every hour, I need you. And then allow the Holy Spirit to minister to you and help you out to understand that I'm right here. And then the word will remind you, say, blessed are you. Oh, God, so here's some time I encourage you to, if you want to see how happy you are throughout the day, take some time to do some inventory. and say, Lord, have I been good today? Just ask yourself that question. Have I been good today? And then think, who was I good to? And say, thank you, Lord, for that opportunity. And to see how you're going to feel better. And then then you might realize there's some people you weren't good to say, Lord, help me. How do I make it right? I need to go say I'm sorry. Let me go say I'm sorry so and so let me say, Lord, let me show them what love and forgiveness and grace and mercy looks like. Y'all don't hear me? We want people to change, but we're not being changed. We need to change so other people can see what does it looks like to be a servant of God. So though we're going through times of turmoil, times of trouble, we can understand that even though we can be like a tree planted by water, our leaf never with us, and we Bear fruit in due season, and everything we do shall prosper. Because God is with us. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Your word, Lord, makes us happy. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Father, we thank you that you never leave us nor forsake us. And so, Father, we come to you right now confessing this times that we did not spend quality time with you. But, Lord, we thank you that you are working in us and you have not given up on us. Continue to transform us, continue to change us. But, Lord, until you come back again, we forever trust in you. That we will find happiness in our obedience and serving your will. And, Lord, there might be someone here who does not know Jesus. There might be someone listening, Lord, online who does not know you. Lord, I pray that they can confess with their mouth and believe in their heart Jesus Christ died on the cross for their sins, and he defeated death by rising from the grave on the third day, that all who call on them, Lord, shall be saved. Lord, I pray that you will guide them and direct them to a Bible-believing, preaching, teaching, church, help disciple them and grow them and mature them, that they will be around godly counsel, around godly saints and righteous people that will encourage them to walk in your Word. Now, Father, continue to bless us. Through the continuing on to worship you, God, we're praying to give God your tithes and our offering. Thank you, Lord, for you prospered us. And so, Lord, we freely give back what already belongs to you. And so, far, we ask to bless those that desire to give but yet have not. And we thank you, Lord, that you supply our every need. And so, far, we say thank you and amen. amen. As we continue on to worship, we open up the, the time for tithes and offering for you to bring forth your tithes and offering. You can also. Be able to give online, you can download our app on www.zionbcporia.com For Android or iOS devices, you can download the app and you can follow us online as well, too, and freely give there online as well. Amen. Come on for us and lead us and direct us, please. <laughs>
1: Thank you for those joining us online. God bless you. we keep you until we begin. Lord Jesus loves you. So do I.